Hey, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And this is Talking Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversation. We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion, but we've been lucky enough to write, produce, and hang out with so many incredible rising artists since we started our project. Whether it's at sessions or parties or over cups of coffee, we've talked with our creative friends about everything. Music, life, love, and all the subtle complexities that come with being in the middle of a journey. Talking Lion is about hitting record in these conversations and sharing them with you. There's no real structure, nothing really prepared, just friends talking about life and what it's been like and where it's going. We recorded this episode with our friend Bay Ledges. I first met Bay Ledges at one of his shows shortly after moving to Los Angeles, but I'd known his music for a while. His song Off You had a profound impact on me when I first heard it back in Boston. Some context for this interview. Bay Ledges released his EP In Waves in 2018 and is currently on a West Coast tour. We also briefly talk about the Sidewalk Cafe, which was a venue in New York City that famously hosted weekly open mics for 30 years before closing in 2019. Kind, soft-spoken, and incredibly talented, Bay Ledges has a truly unique sound with songs teeming with honesty and introspection. So, without further ado, I'm Bay Ledges and this is Talking Lion. you guys good thanks good. for coming by good thanks for having me of course it's thanks good for to the s- food oh of yeah, course always. yeah we, we always like eating on the on the podcast <laughs> luckily it was funny the first one we ever did we were eating while we were recording we yeah. learned very quickly that people don't like the sounds of chewing oh yeah. man i know <laughs> i i did listen to a podcast uh like last week and they were somebody was chewing gum I was like, Ooh. oh man, that's a yeah. rough. Well, it's just, it's like a very like vis. And I, I other people who like are hypersensitive to yeah. that too. Uh, <laughs> no, but thanks. Thanks for coming by. Uh, we, were, we were all hanging last night at uh, Lizzie Land's show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She sounded great. It's like nice that there's this like community sort of o- around Will, uh, Will Kiker. Um, yeah. But they're all like, you know, great people and, and with great music, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're biased a little bit, but. <laughs> no, totally. I know. I, I feel lucky to have. Uh, made my way into that that circle a little bit well it's always it's always fun to just like especially shows like that when it's sort of a a reunion of friends yeah you know uh because between sets you can always catch up and have a drink and it's less like schmoozy and more yeah yeah it was so packed in there yeah it was great i'd never been to the lyric either i hadn't either yeah that was a really cool show yeah and she's just yeah that was a special show her voice is so on Insane. point yeah like, right. always i brought a friend and she just kept looking at me like and i'm like yeah i know <laughs> we know <laughs> this is not news yeah. to anybody but uh but you know how uh have you been what's what's been new good um yeah we we had like a couple shows last week um we were opening for this band james super cave oh cool and uh yeah it was fun we like went down to san diego and then did a show here at the um the bootleg nice and uh yeah it was it was really fun it was nice because we hadn't done any shows for it probably been like two months or so so um yeah it was just kind of fun to to play again get back work into that this, muscle this thing yeah, yeah yeah and you said you're going on tour in a bit right yeah yeah, yeah. so we will go um mid-august and so now and really for like the last couple months i've i've just been writing and just trying to get new stuff together be- before that happens. Yeah. So 
definitely feel yeah. that. Uh, it, it's funny. We were in, I think, in a session, and I went on you know Instagram and saw your show, like the bootleg show on Will's story. Yeah, I, I hate that feeling of like I want to be there. So yeah, badly. yeah. Because um, the last I know time how I, it is. I saw you live was was when we like first actually met. Oh yeah, um, which is like Mama Lion, dude. And that was to watch. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was pretty stripped ago. down. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it was, a, it was a cool show, nonetheless. You know, it was, it's cool to hear those songs live. What, what, what's your favorite song to play live? Um, favorite one to play live is probably um, probably any of the ones I don't have to play guitar. Like I love <laughs> like Hearts or um, Electric Dream is fun. I, I I love like dancing up there, oh, nice. so I just not having to like worry about playing anything is is so fun. I, <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, what would you say is like you've gotten the best like crowd reaction from? Um, it's probably like when I'm dancing one of those <laughs> songs, like wherever you sleep or like um, Electric Dream. I, I feel like I, I sort of had this moment this past fall. We um, we toured for a couple months and we were opening for a couple bands and, and I don't know, I just started to like, just try things out, just try to be more free up there mm-hmm. and just playing around with dancing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, I felt like once I started doing that, it's sort of, because I'm not like a good dancer. So <laughs> it like, I could, I felt like it freed other people up to mm-hmm. be like, Oh cool. Like we, we don't have to be uptight in here. Yeah, that, I mean, as as a performer, you definitely are like the benchmark in the room. Like you're, yeah, you, know, you yeah, you have to give people permission to like, you know, the excitement you put out is what you get back in. Yeah. yeah. So I I like start, started latching onto this idea of of really when we're performing up there, like creating sort of a safe space for people to just like be and not worry about being judged. And because I I mean I do that all the time. Right. I'm standing in a room. Well, and LA is notorious for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really. I, I remember, yeah. you know, because we, we played so many shows in Boston and, you know, there were students and people were excited and singing along and all that stuff. And we played our first show in Los Angeles and nobody moved. Yeah. And we like, just like, yeah, yeah. We had never played, totally we had never been to a, a show in Los Angeles. Like, this was like our first show was our first show in. Like, oh, wow. that we had seen in Los Angeles. Oh, damn. Like, and so we, we asked our manager after who had been in Los Angeles already, we we're like, did we bomb? Did we like, suck? What? Did yeah. we like, did yeah, they hate that? us? And he's <laughs> like, no, that was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, everybody loved it and was vibing and feeling it. I'm like, they were? Yeah. Yeah. You fooled me. With like a two millimeter yeah. head bob. Yeah, that, if you, if you yeah, get that somebody, means a lot. If you yeah. get two millimeters out of a head bob, <laughs> yeah. you're doing something right in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the crazy thing. <laughs> totally. Um, I feel like people are breaking out of their shell a little bit. Yeah. Now, but, yeah. yeah. And it's, e- yeah, it's so easy to, I, I lived in Brooklyn for a while and, you know, I mean, it was, I, I enjoyed living there, but there definitely was a feeling at times of, wow, it is so cool. Yeah. Here. Like, well, and I saw, I, I saw you like a month into being in Los Angeles. So we're yeah. at this, you know, sort of bar space and like, there's like a nice crowd and, and, you know, I, I'm singing like off you and my hands up and I'm yeah. singing, and everybody <laughs> around me is just like looking at me. I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. That's, right. Like, yeah. That's the, the intended response to this thing. Yeah. We were talking last night about, you know, for you're saying how playing is like a, a form of surrender, like a, yeah. a way of like sort of getting outside of your, yourself. I elaborate on that. How, yeah. Yeah. I guess like it just goes back to the, I mean, I think since I started this project, like it's from the beginning, it's kind of always been this, I, I just I had gotten to a place with music that I felt like 
I just was so boxed in and I was kind of doing the like solo singer songwriter thing and you know and and like it just felt very serious and like <laughs> and I can be serious but I felt like I was kind of missing this more like playful fun side of of myself mm-hmm. in music and so yeah I think like the performance over time has really become this thing where I'm just gonna try to see how far I can go and and sort of like if a moment feels awkward, I'm going to like lean into it more than I think typically in life I lean away, um, you know, in any awkward moments right. really. Well, so, I think yeah. like in general, like you're, you're a very cool, like very, like you and Noah are very similar in this sort of like yeah. calm, like, you know, yeah. sort of, but I, I think what's interesting is, you know, and even the one time I saw you live, like there's so much energy, even your, your singing voice doesn't sound like your speaking voice. Oh which, yeah. Like there's, you know, it's like a different sort of extension. We were talking last night about, about Superman, about yeah. he's like one of the mm. only sort of superheroes whose I love that. secret mm. identity is being normal hmm. as opposed to the secret identity being the super part. Yeah. Know? And I didn't get that. Once you compared it to Batman, I was like, oh man, because what were you saying? You were well, saying I, was, I, was, I was saying like Batman, you know, like he is Bruce Wayne and he puts on the mask to hide right. that. Like his superhero persona is the secret identity, whereas Clark Kent is the Speedo. Right. You know, like a uh, spandex cape. Like that's who he is. And yeah. the Clark Kent part of it is uh, like, well, Cal Al or however you pronounce Cal it. Al, yeah. That's who he is. Like he is Superman and he hides it by being normal. Yeah. And, right. Um, no, I feel that totally. I always, I feel on stage, it's more and more, I'm like, oh, this feels like me. Cause even know? though it's performative, like who, sometimes who, who you are is like somebody who loves performing. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. so having to be a person that isn't performing constantly is like, trying to taper parts of yourself that like that yeah and i mean it's sort of like everyday life is a performance in some ways you know it's like how do you sort of and we were talking last night about um like control and i i just see i mean as like years go by i see more and more the ways with myself and i think the fact that you see like a very composed like chill guy i i mean i i think that has been something that just through growing up, you know, I've sort of like built this person and kind and of earned coolness, like, a, a, well, a build, earned build, coolness, uh, but also <laughs> just like, it's sort of like a way to like cope with, I'm not saying that I'm cool, but I just mean that I, I sort of, I think my sense of control is like, is trying to control my surroundings by keeping everything sort of in this neutral, like mid range zone, you know, like, on stage, I, I feel like I sort of forget about all that. And, and I'm just kind of like, cool, I'm not going to worry about, you know, because I'm the oldest kid too, too of, yeah. of, of three. And so I, I think with that came a lot of like trying to over, you know, take care of my sisters and, and controlling situations and and uh, making sure kind of everybody's okay. Which one's the middle? The uh, middle child, Georgia. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when, whether it was like when your mom was pregnant or when when she was born? Yeah. W- were you ever upset about? Were you upset about that? Because I yeah. I remember when my when my mom was pregnant, like being upset about the new attention. Yeah. On this, you know, stomach, and then yeah. uh, when my brother was born, really genuinely not wanting. 
I was like almost in denial about it when my brother oh, wow. was born. Oh wow! You're like yeah. he's not he's not one of us. Yeah, well, it, it was <laughs> he's just not like coming home. And I, you know, we I sort of realized this week that like every time I've been just a terrible person. Like every time yeah. I've been, I think like the worst versions of myself, it's been some sort of rejection of change outside of my control. Yeah. Like I, I don't remember any being angry, but uh, I actually remember I, I was like so uh, excited. Like <laughs> I, I remember holding her for the first time and um, you know, she had like so much hair for a baby. I was <laughs> like, this kid is crazy. And um, you know, but I, and I think over time, I think as my my parents were both teachers and very oh. involved in in the school that they worked what at. What did they which, teach? Um, so my dad taught government, and oh. my mom my mom taught English, but she um, was also like head of admissions. And, oh, cool! Um, yeah, my, my mom taught theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So she's a teacher. Oh, nice. Yeah, both of my parents like sang in the school shows <laughs> and performed. So I like grew up watching that and. So like my parents were these people that I really admired and I think because of the school I think they were they were pretty preoccupied with the school a lot so I kind of I think I just learned how to focus more on being quiet and kind of like not wanting to be a problem and like focusing on my sisters and and not really thinking too much about my own feelings I guess Interesting Yeah so I think like over time I mean, growing up, I think it's, you know, the last like 10 or so years, I feel like has it's been wild to sort of be like, oh, I need to be more in touch with my own feelings and not so, I feel like I'm more connected to how everybody else is feeling and less to to what my feelings are. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely the way I am. So you, you grew up in Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from Maine. What area of Maine? <clears throat> um, uh, Bath, Maine, which is this small town like north of Portland. Um, it's like mid coast Maine. Did um, you go d- down to the ocean a lot? Yeah, yeah. We like grew up. Yeah, lobster my, my, for breakfast, lunch. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it's so funny. Like I don't like lobster. Oh but, no, but my family loves it. Yeah, yeah. So we we definitely had that at the house. But um, but yeah, like my any you know in the summers any free day that like my dad had, we would always go to the beach and you know sometimes it was like too much I like wanted to play with my friends and it was like <laughs> no we're going to the beach you know like so yeah definitely spent a lot of time by the ocean and yeah I love that yeah. and and so you have you know, two siblings were you yeah. all musically inclined like were you all sort of yeah started that at a young age I, it's weird like I I started playing guitar um when I was like 12 and then um I started like writing my own songs soon after that. But I mean, it was a very, I was so shy. And I think it just ties into being that like quiet kid. Um, Yeah, I was like terrified of sharing that with anyone or anyone like hearing me work on that stuff. So I was pretty quiet about it. My sister Georgia was at like age two. She was like singing and like, (laughs) you know, uh, she used to at the school, that that my parents taught at, they used to have auditions, and my I remember my so sister. The choir? No, it was like uh, the school show. Oh, nice! And um, 
I, I just remember my sister being like five and like doing one, two. And like <laughs> it, was, it was so, yeah. So she, she was like very into it from the beginning. And then my littlest sister, I feel like she's very musically capable but I think she was kind of like, screw all of you. Like, like, yeah, let you guys do like, that. You yeah. guys, yeah. It was like sort of her rebellion to the whole thing. And what does she do now? She's a writer. Nice. Yeah. Like, um, uh, she, uh, she does like she writes for some blogs, and then she does copywriting. That's awesome. Um, what else? And then, and she also does some like brand building stuff. And cool. that's so, killer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's. it's Creative, nonetheless, yeah. just in a different sort of, almost like, you know, practical sort of space. Yeah. Like, um, now, what what sort of music was around you guys around, you know, in that time? Were you listening to show tunes or was it? Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> not really. Like we uh, we listened a lot to um, like the Beach Boys. Mm. My, my dad was like huge into the Beach Boys nice. um, and the Beatles. Uh, who else was it? James Taylor. My mom loved James uh, Taylor. Yeah, Ray Charles, um, Johnny Cash, Aretha Franklin. So the greats, you had the greats yeah, like, around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my dad loved Yes and like Emerson, Lake and Palmer. So I didn't oh, know what a chorus yeah. was until I was fifteen. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't really. Yeah, Yes, I didn't listen to a lot, but it was like kind of prog. Very rock, prog. Right? Yeah, yeah, like eight minute, like you know. <laughs> Uh, I think and you and I has like a chorus that comes up twice over the course of eight minutes. Like that's so yeah. funny. Um, yeah, I I always felt like I named those artists, and I I just it, to me it felt like oh this is what everybody listens to. But it's, that, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, nice if you're lucky, hear. that is. Yeah. You know? But I feel you know we we definitely had like an eclectic sort of. Um, which which inevitably leads us down the path of like pop punk and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, but yeah. were you in, in bands in high school? No, I would like jam with some kids, but uh, no, I wasn't in a band. I was just, I guess, more like the sad kid who was just <laughs> sort of writing songs by himself. Was, was music more a hobby? Where you're like, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It was weird. Like, yeah, I remember my sophomore year with a good friend of mine who I started learning guitar with in middle school, I would go to his house and he would, his brother was in this band and, and the guitarist from the band would teach my friend Chris all these like Nirvana songs and like, you know, Green Day and all this <laughs> stuff. And um, so Chris would like show me that stuff and we'd kind of teach each other stuff we were learning. And I just remember one day being like, man, I'm, you know, I'm going to like do this, you know? <laughs> and I remember my friend Chris was like, I'm going to go to business school. And we were like, we were like 12. I was like, really? We're not like, uh, it, it was sort of this weird, like divide in the road. But yeah, I remember really wanting to do it, but also being so terrified of it. Like it was such a strange, you know, cause it wasn't like I was like playing all the time. At, I remember right. playing a coffee house at my sophomore year of high school and just, you know, I was excited to do it, but I was also equally just like so terrified. Well, because it's so abstract. Like until somebody yeah. sort of opens the curtain and is like, "Oh yeah, so if you know this person or yeah. like this, you know, if this here's this route and this route and this route and yeah, like it's here just the abstract like the music, the music, yeah, industry, right, right. yeah, 
it's like so I want to go into I like I you know when I was in like 15 or 16 I'm like I want to be a music producer but I did not know what that meant yeah I, I was just I, like I think this is what I want to do but now looking back I'm just like I had no idea what I was getting myself right. into and I like, didn't want to do I didn't want to do music necessarily because I I wasn't comfortable with not being able to see the through line yeah and so when I when somebody unveiled the curtain and was like there's the through line I you know I told my parents I'm like yeah I want to do music professionally and they're like was that not the plan I'm like no it was a hobby until today like it was, it's, it was yeah. yeah I was gonna it's do other things I was gonna you know like maybe do film or whatever but no today today and they're like yeah, yeah I guess so this is news maybe yeah you know <laughs> like it was it was very much like Duh, yeah, I, like obviously, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I think it is funny when you and I, and I'm sure this is the case for most people, but it's like when you grow up and you you don't have someone in your family that's in the music business or, or really know that many people that are in it, and so you're kind of like, okay, I, I have no idea even what that looks or even with the modern i mean my dad was in tried to make it in the music industry but back then you needed like fifteen thousand dollars in outboard gear and like yeah but then somebody opens your eyes and is like oh yeah this is how you how you do the thing but yeah, yeah i was just curious if like at any point you were like oh yeah uh i want to be an astronaut or uh <laughs> yeah or an author or like uh i think i always kind of wanted to perform in some capacity Definitely like watching those shows as a kid. I just was like, man, they were some of like the most magical times. Mm -hmm. And so watching that when you're young and also in some ways, I think to see your own parents sort of like transform. Both of my parents had really good voices and um, like my mom would sing in the show and it was like such a big deal. Like everybody would freak out. And to see that as a kid was just it was like, wow, this is this is amazing. I just sort of want to live in this. Cause zone. you know, your parents are already your hero when you're a kid. And yeah. then like you get to see my mom would do shows too, like with the temple and stuff. And my father would play in bands, like, you know, yeah. various bars and stuff around, but seeing them like sort of embody this, this, I don't know, I guess passion is the word, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's cool. That's objectively cool to see as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's so important uh, as a kid to see that, to like see your parents, Maybe some flash of them, at least. As, as Just, people. Yeah, yeah, as people. Exactly. Yeah. With, with the things that like sort of drive, you know, in an almost superhuman way, the things that sort of, you know, keep you going and the things. Yeah. Like, um, at the end of the day, you know, for all the qualms, I was, you know, my parents were like, if there's anything we did, we we did things we, we loved so you guys could see what that looks like. That was... You know, they said that. They too? said that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Well, because you know, when I was rebellious, I was just like, you know, Dad, you settled. Mom, you settled. Like, you know, you guys wanted to yeah. do this, and they're like, no, we wanted to do things we loved, and we're doing it. So, yeah. What do you got? Like, yeah, damn, man. Wow, that's heavy. That's yeah, heavy. Yeah, in, a, yeah. in a great way. But. I mean, you haven't been shut down until you've been shut down by a Jewish mom. That <laughs> is the the primo guilt, like because it's guilt and like insight and like <laughs> like you know, the double sword, yeah, <laughs> double edged sword. All, all that one. Um, so, and you said you went to college in Wheaton? Yeah, I went to Wheaton College, which is, you know, just south of Boston. What did you study there? Um, I studied African-American history and, um, and theater. Cause I, I think in college at some point I was like, uh, you know, I want to act or do comedy or something. Um, what was your but, biggest takeaway from both subjects? Um, African-American history, I think I just, I think that really, I just was like, wow, there's a whole history here um, and and literature and just a whole wealth of culture that I, I have not fully been exposed to. 
Um, and that, that uh, has not really been put in the light. And also I had this amazing teacher who, I mean, this woman, Delita Cathcart, who was just amazing. So she sort of like made the subject too, just so interesting. And, um, but yeah, so I kind of took from that. It just was sort of like, oh, this is cool. It's, it really has always been written by white men, you know, and it, I, I just. So seeing the other side yeah, of the story. Yeah, yeah totally. Similarly yeah. at Berkeley, there's, there's that class yeah, that, they, that they, essentially they, is like, after, by the after, way, yeah, we yeah. stole all this music. Yeah, like, after, after many years of fighting, they finally made it a required course that everyone going to Berkeley learns about like the roots of most of the music that they play. No kidding. You know, like it's, it, it, well, there's That's the music great. of the African diaspora and just sort of like that whole history of how like blues and jazz and rock and like you know the foundation of most of the pop we listen to comes from like afro-cuban music yeah and like when you're studying it at berkeley like, you just you know most people just don't necessarily know that yeah but i think i think i think it is important for all of us like working in the music industry to at least have a grasp on like where some of this stuff comes from totally and the yeah. the other class was was theater yeah it was theater yeah i just really i loved it it was just um you wanted to do comedy you were saying yeah i like grew up you know <laughs> taping uh like with VHS cassettes, <laughs> taping SNL and like, nice. yeah, I mean, I would stay up and, and, uh, I like one of my best friends and I, we would like trade tapes and stuff. But, uh, yeah. So I just, I was like, man, I, I really, I want to do that. Um, but yeah, I got into acting and just thought that after college I would, I would go and try to pursue that. And it was great. I think a lot like performing live now, it, it sort of, got me more free you know it kind of helped me explore parts of myself that i wasn't necessarily in touch with on the daily i think one of my so. favorite parts about seeing a live show is some somewhat of like the interaction yeah you know between like between songs i know a lot of people are like oh just get on with it but like i've, I've never seen a show where there's been a compelling conversationalist on stage where anybody's had a problem with it i remember yeah. even b miller played the Roxy. It yeah. was so interesting that when she would sing, she held the mic up here, but when she talked and she was hilarious, she held the mic from the bottom oh, wow. like a stand-up comic. Yeah. And I don't think it was conscious necessarily for her, but like this is somebody who's watched stand-up co- like yeah. stand-up comedy. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. You know? I love that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Who were the, the comedians yeah. that were an influence to you at that um, time? Um, I mean, I think uh growing up, I I mean, I I loved uh obviously Seinfeld and uh Todd Berry mm. oh man who are some others I have to put you on the spot yeah, yeah there's this guy Gary Goleman who's who's really hilarious he's a New York guy and then obviously like you know the Mike Myers like right Dana Carvey mm-hmm. Adam Sandler and Chris Farley I was oh, watching Chris some Chris Farley, Farley so stuff the other yeah. night because I had yeah. I had just like forgotten that was such I mean he was just so huge for a moment and I, uh, I I don't know, some of his clips, I, I came across them on YouTube and I was like, wow, man, this guy, he was just like, he didn't really even have to do anything. <laughs> and he was hilarious. He just was so good. And then he was just like so slowly just like amp it on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And he's had this voice that just was <laughs> so huge sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love going back and watching like old SNL just yeah. like for, I mean, oh, it's just, so good. I mean, obviously everybody in those old episodes are now, you know, legends in the, yeah. in the field, but just, you know, and even just like we, we've somewhat recently become like obsessed with John Mulaney and, and Bill Hader. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just oh so Oh my God. They're so, so good. good. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch Barry? 
Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it's, just... The show is great. So good. Oh, man. Yeah. And also, uh, Mulaney did that Broadway thing with... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. With Nick oh, Nick Kroll. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Oh, I mean, it's so like good. crazy. Oh, wow. for, you know, having any, like, relationship yeah. with the theater, you're just like, this is hilarious. I know. They're on like, Broadway. Yeah. Broadway. <laughs> Even documentary now, some of the... Oh, yeah. Like, John Mulaney did the company one, the, the co-op episode. Oh, my God. Um, and the monologue with, like, Villa Hater. It's like, I was free associating. I'm free associating. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, it's so good. I still stand by that, you know, I, and I know it's not binary that like happy music is vapid and sad music is the most but connective. Whatever. Sure. But I do think that there is so much to mine from sad songs and it's sure. almost easier to write sad songs that like are compelling than a happy song that's not cheesy. Yeah. Um, but then like, you know, laughter is just so, I mean, oh we God. see improv comedy once a week, like. It's a unifier. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it brings people together. It's just for me, you know, growing up, it was just such a, in my family, it, humor was sort of this like key to everything, you know, it was like my dad, I think he was like a disciplinarian growing up. So he could just be this intimidating guy. Um, and I feel like humor was sort of this lane that it was like, oh, it just sort of dissolved any conflict or, you know, anything like that. Um, so yeah, I feel like humor is just, it's such a, it's such a tool. Well, and, and using it like a key, like learning like an early age, any relationship, whether it's professional or like romantic, like the, the thing, like, is it, are you funny? Like, is it, yeah. can you, yeah. you know, you go to a party and you're like, oh yeah, like, by the way, my folks got divorced. Like nobody wants to hear that right, right. party, you know? <laughs> By the way. Yeah, yeah right. But totally. you know, you're just like, you know, you're chatting around and like you make a joke about like, you know, whatever you're drinking or like, you know, the song that plays. Or even making a joke about your parents' divorce. Like yeah. in, when it's framed in humor, like people, like people will laugh and yeah, 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 right. And maybe even they can relate to it, right? And like sort of and yeah, be like self-deprecating, yeah, and like yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. It just like it eases so much tension. But you gotta learn that as a kid. Like I, yeah. you know, I'm so grateful to my parents for the fact that that was really important to them. And I think, you know, important, your mom is hilarious. Like, yeah, humor is definitely a big thing in my family too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a lot. I mean, you know, it's like humor is like the emotional deflecting. It's like, it's like, it's like the way of emoting, you know, yeah. like we, you know, you emote through sarcasm and through saying the opposite of what you mean. And and that's why I've, I found like a good chunk of people in music are also just really funny. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just the other side of that coin yeah you know, it's like you're laughing in a session and then you write the saddest song yeah that is true yeah well speak, speaking of humor and acting and everything when when did you move to los angeles um i moved here um in uh in the fall of 2014 okay. so was that yeah. when you launched your project too yeah well i moved here and i had like finished I, I moved here from New York and I had done this Kickstarter and made this album and thought I was going to move to Nashville. And my sisters, both of them were out here and they were like, why don't you just come here and just see if you like it? And I didn't really know what I was doing. I was sort of like, I don't even know where my life is going. You know, I have this album and I did this Kickstarter for it. And I don't know if you've, I mean, if you've experienced this, but like as an, as a musician, it's like we work so hard and make these things and then you sort of like put them out in the world and then it's sort of like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. You know? And 
Well, and also you could work so hard yeah. for something that never, you know, and we've probably said it a bunch of times on, on, on this show, but like every action has an unequal chaotic reaction. Mm-hmm. So you could spend two years on a record that 10 people listen to. Right. Yeah. Or you could, you know, bump into somebody at a coffee shop and then all of a sudden you've got like a platinum record. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's all kinds of madness involved. Exactly. But there's definitely like, you know, if, especially when you set a goal and then you hit the goal, you're like, Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like what next? Yeah. Like, what, what next? do I do? Yeah. So, what record was that? Was that under um, the Bay Ledges? No, it was under my name, okay. Zach Heard. Yeah. And um, so I had finished that. What was that called? What was that? Uh, it was called uh, A Million Little Lights. Oh, nice. Um, I moved out here and was just kind of trying to figure out my next step. I was living on my sister's couch, and I got a job at this restaurant on the west side and super expensive, but amazing <laughs> food. Yeah, and I, I just was trying to figure it out. And when I left New York, a friend of mine had given me Ableton. Oh, nice. And uh, the thought was, like, we would send songs back and forth. Postal service style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, totally. And I got out here and I was like, I have no idea how to use this thing. <laughs> and he, like, tried sending me something once and it didn't, uh, it just didn't work. <laughs> and, uh, but then one day I, I like, popped it open and, and just was like, I'm just going to mess around. And then uh, that kind of just unfolded i and it just sort of was this thing that i was like i'm just it was kind of this fun little escape from thinking about what where i was going in my life and what i was gonna do and what my next step was and um so i just what was the first bay ledges song that you worked on uh it was tween love nice yeah when we first heard that in the stuttered guitar like that was mind-blowing oh, like that cool. was hearing sort of because we were trying to figure out at that time like how do we take all this organic stuff that we you know feel comfortable with because we both did folk stuff for a while how do we do that and turn it into and all of a sudden we're hearing stuttered guitars and really cool like vocal effects that weren't necessarily vocal chops yeah I'm like oh shit yeah you know? and, and that's totally where my head was was like i love indie music and like Mm -hmm. electronic and music that makes you feel good and want to move but like I only have an acoustic guitar (laughs) and so I think I just was sort of like okay how can I make how can I make this work into something like that and um yeah and so it was just really fun and I remember finishing Tween Love and like I posted it on SoundCloud and like I was really into the SoundCloud world yeah. at, at that time. And then Brandon oh, uh, yeah. from Vinyl, oh, yeah. Uh, Vinyl Moon. Yeah, I he had, was writing for the Burning Year at the time. He was, right? yeah. yeah. And it was funny because I had sent him a song of my like Zach Hurd album. And he was kind of like, yeah, this is cool, man. Like this isn't my normal style that I go to, but, um, you know, I'll post this song for you. Cool. And he was like, you know, let me know if if you ever sort of expand into, you know, anything a little more, a, a little bigger. And um, and I remember I sent him Tween Love and he was like, wow, man, this is exactly the, the kind of thing I love. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to post this. And it was unique. I mean, that was so that was cool. the biggest thing was just like it, it was in the vein of what we were listening to. But unlike like sonically, unlike anything. And, cool. and your vocal layering was really cool, too. There was cool. a lot of things that was like yeah. firing up. What what inspired the song? I, I'm not really sure. Like <laughs> I had gone on a date with this girl I was sort of psyched about. And and we never actually went out again. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I uh, I think I was just kind of feeling that. And then I was also just 
Yeah, I just was really once I sort of did the initial like guitar chopping. I was like, oh my god! Like it was sort of like this, like my head exploded a little bit. It was just like, oh wow! And you can like pitch your vocals, and you could do all these things that just seemed so fun that was like kind of exactly what I was looking for yeah I mean that that song is only it's like two verses two choruses (laughs) and I think because I just was like I I don't I you know I'm gonna spend as little time writing and more time sort of putting the pieces together production wise um did you play percussion at any point too because I just remember like the drum patterns themselves were very like unconventional and very like yeah you know no I didn't but like uh yeah I mean everything in that song and that recording was just so I'm sure I did things that now I look back and I'm like wow man like it was just sort of like taking the you know 50 mile route for you know the one mile (laughs) shortcut like I just was doing all these things that now they would make it a very frustrating process for me. But at the time I was like, whoa, this is amazing. I, I think there's something kind of like, kind of like raw and pure about that. Cause well, I, was, you, I, yeah. I, I, we've been, I've been stemming out some of our back catalogs we're transferring it and I'm like doing some remastering stuff with it. And I was looking at these old sessions, which I haven't touched in years. And I'm like, yeah, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Like, why did I do that like that? Like I definitely wouldn't do that now, but there's also this feeling of like, that was really weird. Like, yeah. that's like, that's cool. Like, I would never do something like that now because I'm like, yeah. like, I've like, be, like, maybe I've become stuck on my ways to a degree. And I'm like, oh, like, that was like such an outside the box thing to like, oh, I just like, you know, recorded my wind chimes and like did all this crazy stuff to these wind yeah. chimes. And like, that's like, I need to do more stuff like that. I need to right. like not lose that feeling of just like, and, and one of, one of our first, like the first like sleeping line things that came together was like generous. And it was, it came together for me largely because like I had discovered Logic's flex pitch feature and I was like, oh, I can pitch like I can just record the same note and then make it a bunch of different notes. Yeah. And I made like a vocal stack that way. And that that was one of those moments where I was just like, oh, shit, like this is such a cool thing. So it's I think there's just something really exciting about like discovering technology and like that there there is a very cool creative thing that happens when you're totally. like first stumbling through learning something. Yeah. Just the whole act of like learning. Yeah. And sort of I think for me, it had just been so long since I had come in to contact with something that I was like, I want to just learn this and like, and I'm not really good at it to start with, you know, but like having these little moments that, that sort of blow your mind like that, where you're just like, Oh my God, like, this is so cool. Um, yeah, just kind of kept me going and just like, it was just so fun. Cause it was like, there was really no, I, I knew what I was, I knew it was leading me somewhere, but I had no idea if like I was just going to make a few Bay Ledges songs and then I was going to go work as a teacher or like, mm. I, I don't know, maybe I was just going to realize something about myself personally through doing them, which I have, but you know, this idea that maybe it wasn't going to be leading me to like a professional career or something, but, um, well, there's a purity in that too. Yeah. I think that like, yeah. One of the things that I miss the most is like not necessarily knowing what the future is, but having like a list of like what I would like it to look like. Yeah, and I think that that was when we first started out. That was so interesting. Like, okay, why are we making this? Like, not even necessarily thinking about the audience or the playlist, but just being like, oh, right, let's make this because it could be good if we make it good. And then like, 
you know, sell it to everybody. Then we'll, you know, hit up everybody we know. And, and there was something really like special about those plans. Whereas like now it's like, oh, okay. I kind of know what this trajectory is like. I kind of know who's listening. And, and so whatever sort of external like question mark was there when we started is not necessarily there anymore. Yeah. You know? But I mean, that, that EP was, was sort of our, was our sonic introduction to you. I remember, mm. um, I've mentioned this to you countless times, but uh, that I first heard off you, I think this, on a Discover weekly playlist right around mm. the time my girlfriend and I broke up. And it was just everything that like I needed to hear at that moment. You know, that's so cool, man. Because it, it was essentially like I was trying to find things to get my mind, you know, and 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 it's not just like I'm getting my mind off you. It's like I'm gonna be fine so soon. It's so funny, just, man, because literally when I wrote that line, I was like, this is so simple. It's so dumb. It was everything. And, yeah. And yeah. I almost like abandoned the song altogether because I was just like, this is, I feel so corny. <laughs> well, but then I, it was so honest, too. I was just like, well, that's, well, there that is it the is. way I feel. Yeah. But also just like the first verse. The end of the day, I was sitting on the roof. I was looking at the view and thinking about you. Hollywood sign. My view now, like it, yeah. my view of Los Angeles, was very inspired by that's that first verse. That's beautiful, man. That's really not cool. to geek out. Like I love on the, that. <laughs> no, that's the coolest thing ever. What was oh the uh, the inspiration for for that song? Because so, I'm so curious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had gone through a break of my own, and working on Bay Ledges was like a nice way to sort of move through the the heartbreak, and then. Um, and then I was also living in this house with three other people in Venice and, um, I had this room that was in a loft. And so you would in the kitchen, like climb up this ladder. And, uh, I just had this like little like bed on the floor and like a little desk and chair. And it was, you know, you could only stand up fully <laughs> in, in certain. And you're a tall guy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it had like a hatch and stuff. So I just would be up there working all the time. And yeah, it was so, so cool. I mean, we were so close to the ocean. I just remember being like, I can't believe this is my life. Like, this is <laughs> unbelievable. On one hand, I, I think my mom was like, wow, you're living up here. You know, like, <laughs> but all that, that whole first EP, it was um, pretty much all written up there. And yeah, I would basically just finish my shifts at the restaurant and then just Whenever I wasn't there, just working uh, on those songs. And that was but, the view. That was the yeah, yeah. Um, so there was like a lemon tree right there, <laughs> and like, and you could go on the roof, like just crawl out the window. You could and, see the Hollywood sign. Um, you no, you couldn't fully <laughs> see the Hollywood sign, but you could see where those yeah, those mountain the uh, what is it, Griffith Park? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's the myth behind it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, some embellishments. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But so, uh, no, I, I mean, I. I in a weird sort of like spiritual way, you know, I owe a lot to that that song for because that that was a thing. There was always something missing of like you know anybody when you go through a breakup, they'll say like you'll you know you'll be good, and you don't necessarily believe that. You're yeah. like yeah, I'm gonna feel this way forever. And there was something about that song which was like an inevitability that everybody gets good, you know. And that's yeah. the third verse that like is really cool, you know. It's yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Be good. Totally you know? right. It's um, gonna be fine. Uh, yeah, and I think even when I was writing it I was like I don't know that I fully believe that either but yeah the sound at the end 
what is that? Oh, that's a, so that was the other thing, man. I used to do so much just like recording with my iPhone. They were just building a house next door <laughs> and I just recorded the guys uh, building. Yeah, that's great. When we were working on Stop It, all I wanted to do was sleep in every day and like, just like wallow and and there was construction underneath us, like in our apartment. So we woke up to this hammer, oh, like wow. like this like bassy hammer, like where like if you had like a bowl in the room, like you would hear like the silverware move in the bowl. Yeah. And that became like the, the kick of of stop it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's great. Which is, you know, just so I, I, I relate. I was, like, so good. I was like, that sound has to be like this thing that's yeah. happening. You know, <laughs> did it wake you up? Did the construction uh, wake you up? Yeah, it would sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. That's... <laughs> There's nothing worse than just wanting to be asleep and, oh, and being woken up by construction. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I used to I would walk the like the boardwalk and just have my iPhone on and just sort of like pick up recordings and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, totally. I love that. And then of course the birds. Yeah. yeah. Was that a sample or did you actually record them? Yeah, I actually recorded. Like at that time, I had no idea how to get samples really <laughs> that weren't my own. So um, that's also a kind of freedom, I think, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I had like I had certainly like some drum samples and stuff like that. But in terms of like any like real life sounds or anything i think what i like about about off you like uh, sonically and just like the way it feels like it feels like that turning point it feels like the first moment when you when you sort of start to believe that things are going to be okay yeah like there's something kind of just like like something's lifting about it oh cool i yeah. feel like it embodies. yeah but it, it's not just the like oh everything's fine it's this feeling of like everything has very much not been fine but this is the first moment when i can see like the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. i think that's a really like complex and cool feeling to encapsulate cool I'm like I think it's part of the reason we both like that song so much. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, and there's that nice little acid chip in the second verse. The uh, <laughs> the weird. Uh, like, oh yeah. Be with everyone. They said let this sit on the tip of your tongue. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. It could be just like a general sort of yeah. awakening and sort of reversal of thought and like compartmentalization, all that. You know. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. It, it, in a weird way, it, like resonated with Noah and I at the same time for like different reasons, and I was like, I love that. You know, and and then sonically introduced us to you. You know, that was like today. Somebody's gonna be hearing your song for the first time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a weird feeling to sort of grab. Like, do you it think about wild. that? No, when? I don't. That is really wild. <laughs> Yeah, to think about. But yeah, it has been so cool to have people, you know, reach out who are like, oh, I heard this one song and then I sort of, you know, went into the rest of your stuff. And yeah, it's really I mean, and honestly, touring has like made so much of a difference for me just in the way of like, you know, it's so easy to get your music out there these days. But um, it's like this whole other side of it to meet the people that are listening you know and some of these people who are the the level of honesty is uh just so humbling uh you know that it helped them through a certain time or you know yeah it honestly like a few times uh, like brought me to tears just some people because you know i know for myself i i i I don't know that I would go up to someone and just be like, Hey man, this like really meant this. Maybe I would. I, I think I would now because I realize what courage that takes to really share with someone you don't know uh, a really difficult chapter of your life. And, well, and you don't necessarily know, like by the time you're finished working on a song, you somewhat become desensitized to it. But that first thing is, that I would argue the same amount of honesty. So yeah. all they're doing is returning the favor. Yeah. I've always felt oh, that. Oh man, that's that's really that's true. Yeah. You know, like 
like I, you know, I heard your story before you heard mine. And so in a weird way, like I felt that yeah. sort of gratitude of not feeling alone in mm. it. That's a really good point. Cause yeah. it does feel when you put those songs, you know, when you put a song out, it's like, or while you're writing it, Detachment. it's like, is this yeah. too honest? Yeah. This, and when you've like, heard it 200 times, you're just like, I don't know what these words mean. Anymore. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. Like, these are words, I guess. But like when someone hearing it for the first time is going to connect with it in like a very specific way. I'm yeah. sure there have been times when you play it and you sing a lyric and like, oh, <laughs> that's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. You're like, you know, I haven't thought of it. And then it's like, oh, that's yeah. Mm. That means something <laughs> different to me now. Or yeah, I, I get where I was at that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They, they like evolve over time. So the EP comes out yeah. and then Safe came out after. Yeah, I put the EP out and had like this house party. I had like uh, a few of my friends um, play as my band. And um, so we did that. And then it was just sort of like, all right, cool. That that was fun. And, and, uh, and I just kind of kept working. And Safe was a song that I had started like a year prior and there were like, five different versions of it oh. and I think one thing I started to realize with that song which is still really easy for me to forget is I mean it's just so easy to put too much shit in your songs yeah. you know and like yeah. and to get tied to those little things and especially you know with Bay Ledges I I really prided myself on like the guy hammering at the end or yeah. like these little like soundbite things that to me felt autobiographical or just personal. But with Safe, I, I think with the song, I, I think I I just hit a point where I was like, you know, I'm just going to strip a lot of this stuff away and I just let it breathe more. But um, but yeah, so I, I sort of worked on that song and then the plan was just I'm going to just release some singles and um and I, and I also decided I was going to leave the restaurant. Um, I was going to go to Virginia and we were going to sell my grandparents' old house. So oh, I was wow. going to go and, and uh, clear it out. And, and, uh, and then when I came back to L.A., I was going to probably like teach or something, work some job that I was excited about and not, not just like kind of this musician thing where... I, I was, You're waiting for the Spotify yeah, check or the exactly yeah. yeah. I, I want to like really do a job that I, I'm I'm gonna really throw myself into. So I had planned on coming back, and I just wasn't really sure what the next step was. But during that time, so I leave the restaurant, and then I put out safe, and then I just drive cross country, and and uh, and I think it was while I was driving cross country, uh, a few friends of mine from here were like, "Yo, man, like, how did you?" how'd you get your song on like on uh fresh finds and i was like i, I have no i don't even know what fresh finds is <laughs> so i i saw that and i was like wow this is amazing like this is so cool i have no idea and then a couple of days later it got put on uh new music friday and then went viral and just got you know all this attention from some labels and um so it was kind of this, it was so surreal. I just kind of, I couldn't believe it. And I was also in Virginia. I was in Williamsburg, <laughs> Virginia, which like at my grandparents' house, uh, you know, nobody really there. Um, so it was, it was just kind of wild, but I did that and then met with a, a couple labels and signed with this label in New York and which I was, I, I don't know, I was kind of, I, I think I was a little nervous about doing 
just sort of what was going to be expected of me and how we've all heard the stories of all labels yeah 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 but i think i think i just i was talking to my my girlfriend during that time and she was like you know i was like kind of just wanting someone to tell me if i should do it or not and and she was like you know i think like i think we're in a time in our lives where yeah and she's She's in residency uh, as an OB guy up in Fresno. Oh, wow. And, and so she's like in the thick of it. And um, she's like a total hero. But um, she was like, you know, we I think we're in a in a place in our lives where we, we just don't have the time to doubt. Like there's no time to doubt right now. And I just was like, OK, I I, I was like, all right. And uh I don't know that that just has always stuck with me and I just was like screw it I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna sign and um and worst case I'll just learn a lot I'll just you know learn a ton and hopefully I can learn some things that I can pass on to some other people and that being said it was still you know terrifying because I was still trying to define the project for myself and so all of a sudden you have all these people who you know, are invested and yeah. they're invested. Yeah. 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 And they're, they're like, you know, we think it should be this or that. And, and, uh, it just, I, I think that first year I just was like, Oh my God. I, I just, <laughs> I got, I remember I got like really sick. I, I, I'm sure it just all kind of manifested from just all this kind of stress and anxiety. I think a lot, I was, you know, putting a lot of it on myself, but um, her advice is incredible and I think still yeah still I mean and my sister too you know my I remember talking to my sister and she was like well Zach like you know what it is to come back to LA and do it the way you've always done it which is you know you know what it is to come back here and work a job and and uh and just keep you know working away at the music so like you know basically why not? Well, like, and, and that's the thing. Uh, what I love is that you're not only like comfortable with what anybody else would consider like the worst case scenario. You yeah. almost like at, kind of looking forward, like teaching. Yeah. You know, so I remember like I taught piano in New York and I loved it. And if everything really did hit the fan tomorrow, I, I would enjoy that. I think I would enjoy that. Yeah. I think it is interesting the kind of surrender you have, though, when you're comfortable with the worst case scenario. That's true. Because you could do yeah. anything. Yeah. It's know? so true. Yeah. Yeah. And getting to that place can be so tough sometimes. But I remember I was working with this uh, this manager when I, I first signed, and he was this really cool, calm guy. And and uh, I was at a show with him once, and and I was like, you know, how are you like so? You are just like so calm all the time <laughs> about like. I, this stuff like scares the shit out of me just sort of I don't want to be made into this thing that I'm not and all this stuff and he was like you know man he was like it's it's like it's just music you know it's <laughs> like it's only music and you know it's gonna be okay and I, I try to think I try to remember that sometimes because I was like wow you are like such a Buddha man like, that's amazing <laughs> like because on one hand it is just music and on the other hand it's it's, you know, such Every, a deep yeah, part of ourselves. Yeah. It's all of us, you know, it's like, well, we, oh we were having God. a conversation the other day, just sort of recognizing, and you know, and I, I realized that to, to a degree, I put a lot, like a lot of my life into this. But on the other hand, there's so many things that are really fascinating to me that I'm in music because it happens to be all the things that fascinate me. Mm. But 
all of those things are translatable to other places. So, yeah. you know, when I get really freaked out about something, it's like, it's just songs. Like they're yeah. just, you know, and that's so much and so little. Totally. It's three minutes of sound. Yeah. You know, yeah. that like, there's all all these things about it that we put it on this pedestal back yeah. in the day, which is always interesting. But so a- a- after the label, did, did you put out F- Found in Tropical on the label? Yeah, so that was like the first, yeah, one that I did under the label. And, and I, uh, with that one, I was still like pretty, I was like, man, I'm just going to make this the same way that I've made the last EP, I'm not going to change any. So I had like this, you know, USB Apogee mic <laughs> and I, I just like, I only used that. And then like my computer keyboard, you know, and then like mixed the whole thing on my headphones. And yeah, I was just so tied and scared of it, like not being the same or not feeling personal. And, um, well, and that's always the thing is like, you know, you either slow build for years. Yeah. Which, hey guys. Uh, yeah. or, or you have like, and we saw it with friends of ours at school, you have like the first thing, just like nail it. And then there's yeah. so much pressure and fear around totally. that, you know? Like, yeah. Did you get in your head about it? Was it like very... Sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I was... Yeah. I just remember that whole period of like working on that EP, I was just so... It's like I I just wanted to do it my way, um, but I was also not wanting to mess up my opportunity. So it just it was really tough. I, I just in the way that trying to do both I think was just was hard. Um, I really yeah. liked in your head off of oh, was cool. that was that on Found in Tropical? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember the the call and response of that was really cool. Yeah. You know, because on the one hand, it, was, it felt like a conversation. On the other hand, it sounded like the internal when you have that other person in your in your head and you're having that conversation. Yeah, well, that well. was yeah, that was a cool one because I had I had written that uh, around the time that I did the first EP, so I had that song kind of laying around, mm. and then uh, was that Georgia singing? Yeah, and then yeah. I had, uh, uh, and then so it's like a year later, I had Georgia. Uh, she came over and. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out some other element. And so, um, yeah, I feel like her her vocals on that song added such an awesome dynamic. Do you guys so, still do, do like... Yeah, yeah, I actually, I think she just texted me because I, I have a session with her like this afternoon. Uh, yeah, so we've been working on some stuff for her and... Um, You're saying she's got a record coming in a bit. Yeah, yeah, so she's got an EP coming out. I think it's July 11th, and uh, nice. she's already got like a couple of songs out, and yeah, it's great. Under um, Georgia Heard. Yeah, under her name, Georgia Heard, and uh, yeah, and so recently we've been working on some stuff for her, and then also some stuff for me. I, I feel like we're we have very similar, I don't know, things we like and and don't like, so it's it's pretty easy to to kind of work together and help each other out. It's always fun to sing with her because, yeah. For you that blend reason, in a really yeah, cool way. Yeah, it's, it's pretty seamless. So, um, but at the same time too, yeah, it's nice to like have your own space with each other. And um, and because she's like started doing her own music, I, I feel like it's really freed us up to get together and- Try things. Yeah, yeah. just try stuff out mm-hmm. and, 
Yeah, it's been really nice to, you know, it's nice when you kind of both have things you're doing and then you can come together and 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 mess around, try stuff out. Yeah. Is there cuz this will probably come out after the after her record. Is there a song on her record that you're really excited about? I mean, one song, it's already out. It's called Limits. Mm. Um, but I I think that song is a banger. It's so <laughs> good. Like she worked with um this friend of mine, Kyle uh, McCammon. I don't know if you know him, but he he's a guy I know from from New York. I mean, he he's just a great human being, but he's also just a really talented producer. And I, I and that was the first song that they did together. And uh it was just sort of like, wow, that's like immediately good. Like <laughs> she sent it to me and I was like, damn, this is amazing. But um, so yeah, so she put that out a few weeks ago. Um, and then the EP comes out uh, in a couple weeks. I think yeah. we'll keep it keep an ear out for it. Cool. Uh, and you, you just put out another record, yeah? Nothing well, not yet. Just, well, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Put out uh, that uh, uh, in, in Waves, waves EP. Yeah. yeah that What's came, your favorite song off that? Uh, favorite one, maybe Electric Dream. Yeah, maybe Electric Dream on that one. Mm. Um, Why? I just it was just kind of fun, and it was <laughs> like fun to make. It was originally a song that a friend of mine sent me. And I thought I was just gonna remix it for him. Like he had vocals on it and everything. And and then I started working and I was like, oh man, do you mind if I <laughs> and, and I I did some choppy guitar stuff and and he was like, Yeah, man, just like literally like do whatever you want with it. And I was like, Okay, cool. And that's awesome. Yeah. So it was <laughs> and I thought it was so I couldn't believe he was so cool about it. I was like, wow, yeah, I I guess there are songs that I've worked on that I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, go ahead. You know, if somebody yeah. like gets really hype about it and, yeah. and we're like, oh, yeah, I don't like, know. Yep. Like, do whatever. Yeah. Next thing we know, like 15 other writers were on it. And, yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you said your favorite lyric was from Safe, right? Yeah. I. It's hard for me to say. I'm, I, I, maybe I would think of one later that was better. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that, you know, we got magic in our heads. Yeah, we got magic. I think Safe just was sort of like a magical song to write. It just, um, I was just in such a free place. I, I just was trying, yeah, to connect with being free. And and uh, it was just a fun one to make. And uh, yeah, so that lyric, I think, was just speaking to... Well, I love that, like, it sounded like that that song in a, in a where it was the, the turning point was like the... The shift. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bay Ledges in general is just, I'm so grateful that it, um, yeah, that it just, it, it was sort of this real safe space for me. I don't want to speak too soon, but I think I love you. I don't want to speak Ready for lightning round questions? I'm ready. All right. What is your phone background? It's a picture of the ocean, sunset, at, <laughs> uh, off the Venice Pier, actually. Nice. Yeah. Back by where you used to live? No, it, it, uh, I didn't live right there, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's not far from there. Yeah, yeah. Nice. What was the first concert you went to? Um, outside of seeing my parents in those like school <laughs> shows, uh, the first concert might have been, um, I, I was really late, but I think in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. In high school, I went to go see this band, uh, The Rustic Overtones in oh. Maine. They were like signed for a minute. <laughs> they were like a big deal. Yeah, I went to see them at uh, uh, Colby College. It was oh, also nice. the first time I got drunk. Nice. <laughs> That's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's like sophomore year of high school. <laughs> Do you have a non-musical hobby? 
Yeah, what do I like to do other than music? It's so hard it's a to hard think. Question. It's so it's pretty People much what I'm doing. Me, I'm like I don't I don't know yeah. at this point. Um uh maybe um uh, I mean I love like finding art, finding new art by uh you know, artists that I that I uh whose work I'm I'm into. Like visual art? Yeah, visual art. Yeah, whether it's, you know, photography or painting or um design. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. I do I surf like when I can. Oh cool. Um yeah, it's a little harder going from this side of town, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, I love surfing and I grew up doing that and um so yeah, I just I love being by the ocean when, hmm. when I can. That's good. Yeah. Um do you have a skill that you would like to have? Yeah, I would love to be good at woodworking. Mm. Oh wow. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> I just feel like I build have, a chair. Yeah, I have some friends. I, I built some stands for my monitors <laughs> and they are they look so cool, but they are so shabby. Like <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for the like most subtle earthquake to just blow them over. But you have an excuse to make them again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Which fictional universe would you want to live in? I mean, it'd be cool to live among the Ewoks, maybe. <laughs> That's just that like sounds fun. All those tree houses. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. In in peacetime. I don't think there was yeah. ever a peacetime yeah. in the Star Wars yeah. universe. <laughs> yeah, for think, as long as you yeah. can remember, it's just been I mean, yeah, it is the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, you don't see we don't see a lot of peace on screen. Peace Wars. I uh, can't peace, believe uh, Star I, Peace, yeah. Star peace. I also can't believe I just said what I said. Like that's nothing I've ever really thought about <laughs> like, since like maybe I was younger, but yeah. It seems like it'd be a fine time. Um this next question is what is your superpower? My superpower is I think is connecting to people. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm a good listener. Yeah, it's an important I would agree one. with that. Cool. That was very eloquent. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Most important question. Would you be a pirate? Uh, would I? I don't know, man. I, I I, mean, I feel like living, it just seems like kind of a nasty lifestyle. Uh, uh, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> these guys aren't showering very often. But I mean, I guess there's the ocean right there. I mean, it'd be cool to be on the sea for a little while. No, and I are fiercely divided fiercely on the subject. Divided. Are you? Yeah. How do you feel about it? I, I think I would not want to be a pirate one because I don't particularly like sailing. Um, I don't want to be a criminal. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's not the hygiene would get to me. Like, there's all kinds of reasons why I think yeah. I think being a pirate would not be the life for me. I would very much like to be a pirate. Really? Like, yeah, it's it never, they've never looked like a thing that no, I would No, I don't, I don't mind the not showering part. I will immediately steal oranges so they don't get scurvy. I'll be nice to my crew so there's no mutiny. I love being on the ocean. I don't like the ocean, but I like sailing. I like that side of it. Sure. Um, cannons are cool. And also the yeah. people that we're stealing from, like, historically weren't great. Like, the East Indian Trading Company, like, they were selling bad stuff. Yeah. You know, look that up. I would steal from them, and I'd have a strict no pillaging rule. Okay. And other stuff, like, you know, no See, rape and being murder. Being a pirate with a no pillaging rule feels like you're not being a pirate. Right. It feels like you're not doing it right. I'd be Nate right. the Nice. That's the... Yeah, Nate then you, the then you would get murdered for being too nice. Like, you're among thieves. Like, you would be in a, you're in the pirate community. No, you I... get murdered. Like, I would... <laughs> Yo, we're going to murder you can't, Nate you, the Nice. You, no, yeah. I, I, I would nice. want... I would want, like, all, to get all the crew members... For, like, I would, I would seek out... I, I've given this more thought than I know. I this do. is amazing. I would, I would I seek... I think I would seek out... Uh, crews that wound up like jumping ship from like dictatorial 
captains, like captains that were really nasty, and they're like, we want okay. somebody who's a little nicer. And I'm You're like, like, I'm Daenerys. Yeah, basically. yeah. Like, I'm give like, me, well, except for that last. Give season. me your unsullied, yeah, yeah. and then Nate the Nice goes off the deep end. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'll be. I would just be like, hey, you know, hey guys, are you you tired of murdering yeah. innocent people? Come to my place. We have oranges. Sick of scurvy. The pirate, the orange pirates. The orange pirates. <laughs> um, do you have any tattoos? Uh, no, I don't. What would your first tattoo be? Um, I, my, uh, I thought about like getting, so I think it was five years ago now. My, my dad was in a, um, he was killed in a car accident. Oh, so I always, yeah, I thought about maybe getting his, uh, like his signature hmm. somewhere or something, hmm. but, um, but I don't know. I, I've never felt compelled enough to 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 do it i guess i love to i mean i see tattoos all the time that i'm like oh my god it looks so awesome but yeah just never if, if you don't mind asking that yeah. to, to stand that because I, I didn't know i didn't know how, how old were you when that happened so i was um i was 33 mm. um yeah uh and uh yeah, I mean, it was why. I mean, it was so. It must have like, been right shocking. around the time you were out here too, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, no, so it was oh. right before I came out here, okay. and um, yeah, it was just kind of this wild. Um, yeah, it was. It was just very surreal. It was like my mom called me, and and uh, I literally I just like gotten home from work, and she was just like, "Hey, you know, uh, Dad was in a car accident," and. And, and she, I could tell by her voice, I was like, oh, sh like, shit, what, what has happened? And um, so, yeah, it was just this really, like, sort of shocking, um, just awful thing. But it was also, it was terrible, but then um, it was also equally, like, incredible and beautiful because all these... Uh, old students of his we, we had this memorial service at the school that uh, my my parents uh taught at and you know i think it was like one of the biggest um like assemblies of you know uh events that they had had and um yeah it was just incredible it was just incredible to like meet all these people who sort of like he made this impact on their mm -hmm. life and mm -hmm. um and uh yeah so yeah, it was. It's wild how those moments are just—they're both sides of the coin. And you know? I, I lost some family about four, four years ago, and, and yeah. it was interesting how close we became as a result of it. Like yeah. how we slowly everybody's become um, closer and and more yeah. open about how they're feeling and, and where they are. And totally, um, you know. It's interesting how that, like, you know, moments where there's a before and after, yeah, like, winds up shaping, but oftentimes kind of have like those positive, yeah, effects. And, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like it. It it brought our family, like my extended family, too, kind of closer together. Like you just kind of have to lean on people. Yeah, you're, um, yeah, and so. Yeah. Did, he, did he like your music? Did he? Was he... Oh my god! Like almost like two. I used to get embarrassed by. It. He would play it in his classes, and oh, I was like, oh, "Dad, man. you can't be playing. What? What is the point of you playing? You know, my music in government. You know, like. But yeah, yeah. No, he was a huge. 
huge proponent. So yeah, so th- there's kind of a piece of this whole thing that I was like, man, it, w- it would have been really cool for him to see kind of how how things have unfolded. But um, but also, you know, I, I like I feel him and and sort of hear he, I, he would when we were growing up, he used to sing parts of these songs that we didn't know. And we used to be, so, my sisters and I would get so annoyed, you know, just like, <laughs> dad, shut up. Like it was so, these like old, whatever, Everly Brothers songs and stuff. And then uh, it's amazing. Cause like, since he's been gone, I'll like be somewhere like in Walgreens or something. <laughs> and this song is on, I'm like, holy shit, that is the song that dad was singing all the time. Wow. Like, so it's, it's funny to, you know, Feel like there are pieces of him around yeah is, is there one of your songs or some of your songs about it or like about yeah i think in your head there were pieces of that and um i'm trying to think of um yeah well, i'm sure I mean, I mean sure it permeates throughout i was yeah. sure if there was like one the, like there was specifically one. yeah yeah um no i think i mean in your head kind of has like the you know the third verse sort of speaks to Um, you know, just, I think there's a part about like, just like wanting to die and, um, and, and then like sort of hearing, um, my dad's voice and, uh, being like, you know, you have to keep going and, um, yeah. And so like that, that's probably the most like on the nose thing that I've, that I've ever uh, like written about it. But, um. But yeah, it definitely permeates a lot. I think just coming out here in general, uh, going through a breakup, but also having that and right. sort of feeling this heartache. I think a lot of those like heartache songs were. Well, it's like when when it rains, it pours. I think it's also yeah. easier to write about relationships than it is about loss. Like I, I had a breakup around the same time as the, the family stuff. And I, I don't think I've written a song about yeah the family stuff but i i definitely written about the breakups that happened because that was how i could experience like channel like you know but yeah i, I didn't know yeah. that thank you thank you for oh yeah yeah um yeah i almost feel feel off yeah. going oh, into, no, like, no, funny, funny. Like, so funny man. <laughs> the next question is what is your favorite color to wear and i'm just like how do i segue into this like how do i like, is it, what's the, what's no, the transition here no like, it's I don't so even... good no we were talking about before humor is the way out, <laughs> yeah, of, exactly, out of everything man. Right? it's so good it's just like tell us about you tell, tell us about the loss of your father what's your favorite color to wear dude it's so funny because when you asked the tattoo question i was like should i answer with the real answer and then i was like yeah i'm just gonna go for it but yeah no it's all i'm uh no i'm 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 happy to talk about it but uh no i'm happy to answer to what is your favorite color to wear uh probably blue i guess yeah a classic and we're back back. yeah um (laughs) what's your favorite holiday maybe thanksgiving like i i yeah, it's I terrible yeah. like it's I, I, the historical piece of it i just really like uh i love the fall in yeah. new england and an, an excuse um, to see family and th- exactly so, yeah. yeah and it's yeah. all about the food like yeah, oh, the, yeah. thanksgiving's great because it's all about the food yeah. my grandmother's such a good cook and yeah it's, yeah yeah so good oh this is a good one do you have a favorite sound favorite sound um Hammers waking yeah, you up. Yeah, yeah, hammer. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, what is a favorite sound? Probably like a, almost maybe like a reverse snare, like a reverse <laughs> snare going into a snare, <laughs> like a, that sort of like shh, shh and, and like that's a very specific feeling. But yeah, I, I, it's a very satisfying feeling. What about yeah. in nature? 
in nature. Like, like that could be, yeah. Probably birds. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Man, we have so many around. I don't know if you guys have. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I thought like you were going to say the ocean, honestly. I was, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, 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 that's a good one, too. I, I, I like rain. I miss I miss oh, the sound. Man. I used to go to sleep like to the sound of oh, rain. I, me, too. Um, yeah, so, or yeah. I couldn't sleep. And if it was raining and I couldn't sleep, I would, I would wander around the neighborhood. <laughs> you would wander down yeah, to... We were, uh, we were in like a safe suburb. Yeah. So I would just like wander to the park like in the rain. I would be drenched by the time I came <laughs> I was home. just imagining you wandering down to Sidewalk Cafe. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was... Could you imagine just like I, I went all the way down into... <laughs> New York City, like I I'm lived still outside. Amazed that yeah. you, I'm still amazed that you would just go down there as a teen. That's amazing. Well, I finally asked my mom when I was 17, like, "Hey, can I play the sidewalk cafe?" Even though I had been already for like two years, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, do you, do you know how to get there?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you just take the six down to Union Square Park, and then you walk <laughs> yeah. down." Uh, no, I actually don't know how to get yeah. there. I'll, uh, I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, I've never been before. I'll check it out. Yeah. You know, it was. Do you remember the wildest thing you saw at the sidewalk? Man. The wildest thing, I feel like I was, I went through this chunk of time. It was probably like three months when I first moved to New York where I would just go uh, just about every night of the week. And like, I would go to sidewalk, but I would also go, I would just go to a different open mic. And um, I'm trying to like, I'm having a hard time remembering like specific. I mean, I I remember seeing that, like seeing Nellie McKay and seeing there's this guy, Darwin Dees. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but name sounds super familiar. Yeah, he was man. And he's still, he's still playing and he's super good. But, um, and then. Do you uh, see Debbie Dalton? Oh, that name's She's familiar. an older woman who would play um, uh, banjo. Oh, I think I and used might to play have. with like Pete Seeger. Like, yeah, I think. yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, it was sort of like just the whole, <laughs> the whole like experience of being in that place was just in itself. Just it was just so surreal. Uh, yeah, yeah, surreal and just sort of like sensory overload. It was incredible. And it was just kind of this like you're like where do these people live normally? <laughs> like where are they hanging out during the day? Like this is incredible. That's so cool. You know, you're you're wearing a speedo and and and, and slapping a rubber chicken. What do you yeah. do the yeah. rest of your yeah, day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite movie, favorite book and favorite TV show? All right, favorite movie it's probably, I mean, I love Goodwill Hunting. Mm. That's my so, favorite movie. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Uh, and then uh, favorite book, I loved The Phantom Tollbooth. Oh, Did nice. you ever read that? Yeah, as a kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, I loved that book. Um, and then uh, favorite show, what's that? David Chang, his new show. Uh, it's like ugly, delicious, ugly, delicious. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that show's show. great. Yeah, so <laughs> I haven't watched it, but it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, what's the best date you've been on? Best date. I mean, I I met my my girlfriend uh, while I was working at this restaurant uh, at, at Justa, and we <laughs> we went on a date and. Um, did you were you the one that slid the number on the receipt or did she, she write it? On she the... wrote, yeah, she she wrote her number and and then I called her that day and we went out that night and uh, yeah, we just like walked around all the west side, went to this place, Cha Cha Chicken that's over there. <laughs> like we didn't really do anything that was amazing. I just I was like, wow, I felt like it's those moments when you just feel like an instant connection to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it was great. And then we had ice cream and then we listened to music in her car. <laughs> and we, and you know, we didn't even, there was no make out or anything like that. Um, it was like very, you know, very like PG date, but it was so fun. It was just so fun to like listen to music and... Um, when they say when you know, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was great. But <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was like just such... Because, you know, I've, I've done many dates... Uh, in the past where it was like, you know, you meet someone at a bar and, you know, you have some drinks and then you're sort of loosened up and, um, and you know, and those are fun too, but, um, but this was, I don't know, just, uh, yeah, it was a fun one, fun day. <laughs> sure. That's, that's really sweet. Um, what's your favorite Halloween costume you've done? Uh, that I've done, um, I don't know, my mom made me a Spider-Man costume oh, when I was great. young. Yeah, I mean, it was so hideous. It was like <laughs> she took like a, a red like ski hat and like <laughs> sewed black lines into it. It was just like, yeah. She, it sounded like she tried her best. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, God bless her. It no. was made her it was so much love. But she was always the type. It was like, we, we can make your... We're not going to go out and buy. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my, my so. mom also. But I, one year I was a super supply boy. Super supply where boy. Where I had a white shirt and my mom glued um, like staple supplies uh, to wow. my shirt. Wow, that's inventive. That's and great. If you want to know how, how old I was when I got my first friend, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it was later than you would imagine. Super supply boy. That's so good. <laughs> that's a comic book that I'd read, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you need a pencil. You need a pencil. Yeah, exactly. Solving crimes with Just, stationery. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, looks like you're having trouble seeing all the angles. Need a protractor? <laughs> it's so good. Can you whistle? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You proved it. Can you yeah. can you whistle one of your songs? <laughs> that was great. That was uh, solid. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, do you have a scar with a story? Uh, yeah, I have the scar here. Um. I know it's probably kind of faint now, no, I, but, I, yeah. uh, but I, yeah, I got in a bike crash with my best friend when we were like five <laughs> and, uh, I had like eight stitches oh. put in and then they like, they sewed an infection into my head and so into Ooh. the wound. And so, oh my God. so uh. I woke up the next day and it, I looked like Rocky, you know? Uh. And then my mom was kind of like, Hey, yeah, I think you're okay. Like go to school, you know? And so I go to school and wake up the next day and it's even bigger. It was and, hurting too. Oh yeah. It was kind of sore and it just, it was, I couldn't even see out of this eye. Oh my God. And, uh, and they were like, yeah, I think we need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital I had to be in the hospital for like a week. Yeah. Did, it was cool. did your friend have a matching scar? No, he had no scars. <laughs> he, he, he went he had, unscathed. He was like totally fine. Yeah. yeah. He was more terrified, I think, when he looked at me when we both like sort of got up and I had like, you know, just blood all over my head. But, um, <laughs> do you have any recurring dreams? No, I, I don't think I've had any that that are recurring, but sometimes I meet famous people. Like I had a dream I met. Stevie Wonder, I, it was an incredible dream. I, I don't even listen to Stevie Wonder that often, <laughs> but it, I was so uh, just like, you know, bowled over in my dream. I, I, it was wild, but hopefully I'll meet him again in my dream. Yeah. <laughs> what are three thoughts you have at this very moment? Three thoughts I have is I'm making my sister wait and then 
it's uh, it's it's not warm in here anymore. It feels really good in here. The oh, the AC just kicked in, yeah. And uh, the other thing is uh, that this was really fun. This was like really cool. <laughs> this is this has been awesome. Yeah. This has been yeah. This is and and I think I don't normally talk to people a lot about sort of what I do or have done and what I'm. So I, it's really fun when you just kind of sit down and. Yeah, I think I think that's why why we like doing this podcast is, you know, it's it's nice to have people talk about like, like consistently like their story. Because, you you know, people don't always put all the pieces together. Yeah. Like in in their everyday life because they're like doing doing the thing. But it's nice to like go back and look at like, oh, this thing led to this thing. And it can be really interesting to have this conversation. And what's advice you would give to your teenage self? Don't just be yourself and like, (laughs) don't be so uh, don't be hard on yourself too much. Yeah, just like the weird things that you feel are weird about yourself. Just like trust in those things, and it's it's all gonna be okay. Yeah. Do you have any advice for new artists and writers and producers? Yeah, I think just like if if you're loving doing it, just keep doing it. And if you're struggling with sort of where things are going and how you're gonna get there, and all that just know that for at least in my experience I think that's kind of what everybody experiences and I think just like keeping on you'll eventually it'll lead you to where uh where you should be and Mm. and where it'll feel good to be I think what are you most proud of I think what I've what I've done with music uh is probably what I'm most proud of and and maybe the first Bay Ledges EP, I just think it was like we were talking about earlier, just sort of learning. And I, I think I I don't know that I'd fully seen myself as a as a great student, you know. But I think it it just helped me see myself in a different light. That you know I could really throw myself into something and learn something new and and uh, and really own it for myself. And so. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something to be proud of. And what are you most excited for? I'm excited for the tour we have coming up in August and um and uh I'm excited to to get new music out. Um Are you playing New York on the tour? No, we're just doing West Coast. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um keeping it sunny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, staying on this side. But um yeah, I'm excited for those things. And I love that it's summer. I love the summertime. Yeah, summer in LA is interesting. It's just I know, right? Yeah, 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 it's like yeah. But the summertime is like a yeah. I just love the I love the long days. Like the the short days bum me out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At least you don't have to experience uh, East Coast cold. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing worse than like short days where you also can't like walk around or like (laughs) all that stuff. But well, we'll keep an ear out, and we're excited for Georgia's stuff too, and everything, and. Thank you. For Thank you, guys. Coming on. Yeah, yeah this is awesome. Here. It's, it's, it's good to me. see you, too. Yeah, yeah, likewise, guys. We would like to thank Jägermeister and Isotope for their early support of Talking Lion.